Hi, I'm Janelle. And I'm Monique. And welcome to Is Marriage Worth It? We are just two single chicks, girls, women. Anything but females. Trying to figure out what marriage is like and is it worth it? I'm assuming the best place to get the answers is from married people. Maybe engaged people, newlyweds, and even other singles. Each episode, we will have a guest answering different questions we have or that you may have about marriage. Join us as we try to figure out, is marriage worth it? And if it is, I wonder if my future husband or yours is listening right now. Hi, I'm Monique. And I'm Janelle. And welcome back to another episode of Is Marriage Worth It? So our guests today are Fanta and Darwin. And the way that they became a guest, one of our listeners follows them on Instagram. And so they DM'd us and said, you guys should get them on your podcast. We love their content. So me being me, I went and stalked them on Instagram and then DM them. And lo and behold, they accepted. It's been a back and forth because of scheduling, but we're so excited to have you guys on the podcast. So thank you guys so much. We're happy to be here. Yeah, thank so you for having me. And thank All you right. for, for sharing that bit too. We didn't know that's how. Yeah, it's cool story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just randomly. One of our listeners like, oh yeah, you got to check them out. So awesome. I've like been all in your guys' Instagram. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. So to kick things off, can you guys just tell us a little bit about yourselves? Sure. You want to go, Sure. Um, So my name is Darwin. Um, I'm Haitian-American, born to two Haitian immigrants, born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. I guess a strong background. I don't. I don't know. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm African, first generation, born to two immigrants too, from Harlem, New York, and we ended up going to school, high school together. Yeah. Um, and that's where we met and started our relationship. So, fun fact: we are actually high school sweethearts, and Aww. he's my first boyfriend, and I'm his first girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're stuck together forever. <laughs> yeah. So we've been together. Was- about 13 years and yeah. we've been married for almost five years now. Wow. Wow. <laughs> like legit high school sweethearts. Yeah, they exist. Yeah. We're real. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go back to the beginning of your story as high school sweethearts. How did that happen? Well, we actually have two different stories of how it actually happened. <laughs> Um, at least the very beginning, but the rest of the story is pretty much the same. Yeah. But um, really where the sort of the controversy between what's, what we believe happened really starts off with, I believe that I made, um, the init- I initiated, you know, speaking with her. And that's not true. So. Yeah. <laughs> and so I remember like seeing her in the hallway. It must have been maybe like sophomore year um, when I first met her. Um, I remember like the hallways were empty. And I remember saying hi, like I was waving to her and she just kind of completely cursed me, like didn't even <laughs> press my hello. And I was probably late to class. Yeah, right. <laughs> and funny because we had the same class. It was a history class. But yeah. 
So for me, I feel like I met him freshman year and I remember having a class with him um, that I was transferred out of. Um, and I remember him sitting in the back of the class and I sat in the front. And I think you would always come late to that class too. And he was like Mr. Popular. So I would always just see him in the back of the class um, talking to people because you're very like charismatic and like outgoing. And um, I would say hi to you. But apparently to you, I didn't exist in your class then. So he met me sophomore year. I met him <laughs> freshman year, but we really hit it off um, junior year. And yeah. that's when our whole journey started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's when we kind of notice each other, noticing each other. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tell us a little bit about that. How did that happen? It was actually through... Um, we had mutual friends in our friend circles, like high school. You know how it is in high school. Everyone has like their little clique. Yeah. I was um, athletic and I played like a ton of sports. So I was like in the athletic like girl group. And he was more of like, you're more like artsy. Yeah. He played guitar. He played handball like yeah. during lunch and stuff like that. And then one of, I think somebody from my friend group, well, a mutual friend between the two of our friend groups somehow got us yeah. together in a setting. Um, and then that's when we started to actually like know each other. And then yeah. when we would see each other in the halls, like speak to each other. And I would really give Fonsa the credit here because I remember that friend, um, we I shared a music class with her and it was her. I mean, it was you who reached out to her to get yeah. my my aim back in the day. Aim. You used to like message on aim. AOL instant yeah. messenger, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember we were, um, she messaged me on AIM. We had two fonts in, in our high school. She what are the odds? Me, yeah, wow. she me on AIM yeah. and she said, it's, it's me, Fonta. And I had no idea. Initially, it was this Fonta because, you know, of course, um, I go back to, you know, sophomore year where she kind of curved my hello. So I was like, this couldn't possibly be the Fonta <laughs> who's reaching out to me right now. But, you know, eventually, you know, our AIMs turn into um texting you know when we when you only had a limited uh, number of texts like it was like 500 texts. a week yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i found myself we found ourselves spending all our texts on each other and from there you know the relationship kind of blossomed um one of one significant thing that i feel like blossomed the relation well like catalyzed the relationship was um senior year of high school they have these character days. Um, so you have like dress for success, you have twin day, you have like all these random like events that you do. So for twin day, I didn't have a twin um, and he didn't have a twin. And people knew, like my friend circle knew that I had a crush on him. Um, and one of my friends in my friend circle told me that you needed a twin. And so they kind of matched us together and we were forced to go shopping for twin outfits. Yeah. And so I remember us, for me, that's our first, well, it wasn't our first date, but it kind of felt like a date. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like down on 42nd Street, like shopping for matching twin outfits. And then we went to McDonald's after. And then I think after that, it just took our talking to each other phase into another phase where you actually like caught feelings for me. Yeah. And then he finally asked me out. It took forever, but yeah. <laughs> text. Yeah. I mean, I was a young guy. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah, and then it's been great ever since. Yeah, I met my husband. I didn't know I would meet him right? in high school. It's, <laughs> it's incredible, you know. Like we met each other, we got to know each other, we became boyfriend and girlfriend. But the the intention to spend a lifetime together wasn't there. Um, 
So it's, I think that's kind of um, the beauty of it. Yeah. And it was just like how our, our paths continue to align in life and how it led us, how we just continue to strengthen our relationship through everything that we've been through to lead us to marriage is just kind of insane when we think yeah. about it. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. So that is after, so cute. I know, right? I'm sitting here, it's like, oh, you guys ended up being twins and oh, so cute. <laughs> but what happened after graduation? Like, did you guys go off to college, same college, different colleges? Yeah, we went off to the same college. Which was actually pretty random. And it wasn't on purpose because we when we started dating, all the college applications were already out. So that's why we feel like that was that was like a moment God was working in our life. Because what are the odds? Oh, wow. mm-hmm. We were doing our own applications on our own, not talking to each other about anything. And then when the acceptances come in, now the acceptances come in after we had been dating like Maybe four months, three yeah. or four months. We weren't even like like we had just started dating. And then when they came in, we the our top college choices we both got into, and we both got into the program that we wanted yeah. to get into. I don't know if you know about EOP programs, um, mm-hmm. minority education yeah. opportunity programs. Um, so we both got to got accepted into that program and started college that summer together, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we spent the next four years together in college. Of course, you know, College was a great experience together. We had our challenges there that kind of strengthened. We learned a lot about ourselves because one, we were in a relationship that we didn't expect was going to be like, going to end up in marriage. Like we didn't expect that. So we went to college with an open mind. We knew it was an, a time that we were going to learn a ton about ourselves. Um, and we knew that there was a possibility that we might not last. Um, but we went through college, all our ups and downs, getting to know ourselves. Like you joined a fraternity, I joined a couple organizations, and we still ended up yeah. together. And I mean, people tried to come in between our relationships and stuff because you know, college is like super. Everyone's like trying yeah. to get to know everyone, and they don't think that your relationship is serious because you're so young. But we were able to get yeah. through that. And I think it's really interesting. You know, looking back, I can I kind of feel how young we were. Um, but yet in that moment, everything just felt so real and so, so strong, you know, yeah, it, we were like in love, like yeah. alone in love for the first time. We, I didn't feel young, you know, I felt like I was an adult making like conscious decisions yeah. and the very least like to choose fun to like to be with. Um, and we, we, yeah, we, we made it through college, yeah. which is, um, I think a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. So at any point in time while you guys were um, in college, was marriage even on your guys' radar? Or is it like we're together and we're just seeing how it goes? I think it was, I think we were in a uh, serious dating stage, but you're also caught in between the place where you're kind of, you know, you're in your books. You're also focusing on yourself, your your skills, you know, kind of improving that sort of stuff. Self-improvement is kind of stage. Um, but at the same time, we are also seriously dating, you know, so after every class, every opportunity to spend time with each other, we're, you know, we're taking that opportunity. Study together. Yeah. Went to events together. Like we would go to like the college banquets, go to 
parties together at night. But even I also even remember like we gave each other like we didn't have each other on the leash. We went into college with an open mind. We knew we were young. We knew that there's a lot of things we haven't seen yet. And we wanted to experience college like for the first time, for real, like you only have this opportunity once. That's what everyone tells you. Um, so like, even when we would go to parties, I remember we said that we can dance with other people. Like it's just dancing. Like we had like rules and boundaries. We never crossed anyone's boundaries, but we also gave each other um, enough room to kind of just have fun and enjoy the college experience yeah. as well. Um, but what else? Yeah, no, I, I think- <laughs> That's I think very mature. Yeah. Yeah. And we we actually we when were, we talk about it, we're like, are we, we shock ourselves? Yeah, we're like, were we really that mature that yeah. we stayed together? Like it would have been so easy for us to separate. And then I mean, I think a lot of it comes from our backgrounds. Like I was I was raised in an African Muslim household. My parents were super strict. I never like um I never was out late. Like even when I dated him in, in high school, like I would have to come home early. They didn't know anything about him. I kept it a secret for <laughs> many years. All through college. They didn't know about him. So that also. <laughs> yeah, so, right? Yeah. Because I wasn't allowed to date. I wasn't supposed to have a boyfriend. I was supposed to just be in my books studying. Yeah. Um, like, I, I guess they expected me to magically get married someday <laughs> um, without like the process that's supposed to lead up to it. So, yeah, he was like a secret. So, like, when I got to college, it was like. So much freedom for me. So much freedom. I don't even know what else. <laughs> Where were we going with that? No, I, I think you touched on it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was talking about values and background. So that's part of why, like when we were together, I was like, if we're gonna be in this relationship, I'm gonna be super serious about it. Because if it actually ends up being something, that's when I'm gonna break the news to um yeah. my family. So I had to make sure that this was gonna work out in order to even, for him to even potentially be a prospect to yeah. be a husband. So I think in college, it was all just making sure that this is like legit. We're gonna be together, he's gonna treat me right. And yeah. that it's even a possibility. Yeah, I guess somewhere in our minds was really the thought that this is if this is going somewhere, Yeah, you know? And that what happens after college is most likely going to be marriage. And I think like even with you, with your Haitian um, Christian background, which is that's a whole nother story, like our religions and all of that stuff. But um, mm -hmm. he came from a family where marriage was um, very like very special um, and sacred. All of your he's the youngest in his family um, and all of his siblings were married and in beautiful relationships. His parents had like a beautiful love story as well. So I think when he got into a relationship, he went into it with um, seriousness and intent. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Wow. That was a lot in between there. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we have, like, we're so weird. Like, our story is weird. <laughs> okay, so Darwin, I have to ask, did your family know about her? Yeah, and they knew about her pretty early on. Uh, probably within like the first three, five months of us dating. So that's like in high school. So they knew about her the entire time, which is nice though, because, you know, it's like she's been in my family for so long. Um, but when I did actually finally meet Fanta's family in person, like officially meet them, um, you know, they, they welcomed, I, I slowly assimilated into, into their family and, you know, what used to be kind of slightly opened arms kind of totally opened up to me. Yeah. And 
I feel like I really appreciated the, that that kind of moment when she introduced me to her family. And I think what also helped is um, his family is Haitian, so they have French in common with my family. Yeah. So we found that one thing and we like just connected both of them together. So like my mom is always calling his mom and they speak in French and yeah. like they just get each other. Um, but my parents did meet him, but they didn't meet him as my boyfriend. He met, They met him when he was just like my prom date. Yeah, and she actually introduced me as an escort. So I was kind of like, right underneath being a date, I was an escort, you know, just taking her to the prom, making sure she gets there safely. <laughs> I don't know how my parents believe me. My mom says she never believed me anyway, so I don't know. <laughs> she lets you have it. It's okay. Yeah. All right, so you guys made it through college together. What happened after college? I think a lot of things happened after college. Um, got serious. Yeah, like life itself got serious because now you're outside of college. Now you're at the point where um, life's tracks sort of, at least the footprints of life's tracks sort of stop and you kind of have to make your own now. And you have to figure yourself out in a couple of ways, financially, um, career-wise, um, where am I going to live kind of sort of situation. Of course, we, we had our homes, but, you know, like kind of thinking about life in a larger sort of sort of scheme. I think we actually and, started to think about marriage after that, too, because it kind of just felt like now we have our degrees, we're going to work to get like our careers yeah. and then wait, like we're still together. We went yeah. to college together, like you're still in my life. So what's the next step for us? At that point, we were together for almost five years. Yeah. And yeah, it was almost, it was like four yeah, years. Like five, six years. Maybe. We were together like five years. So that was when, like after we graduated college, because yeah. we were together in high school and in college. And that's when I was like, wait, I've been in this relationship with, I started to think about when am I going to get married? Because <laughs> I gave him so much of my time. It's a, it's an investment. Like when you, when you date someone and you're going through life as well and takes energy. Yeah. Um, and it's it's not for nothing. It's yeah. it's I started to feel like you're going to be in my life forever. So what's the next step that's yeah. going to happen? It felt like a transition was yeah supposed to. For sure. Yeah. And it's the stage where you're trying to set yourself up for some of these life events. You know, mm -hmm. you're trying to set yourself up to be able to propose, to be able to plan a wedding, to be able to figure out where you're going to live next. And. Um, as a 20, how old was I maybe? 22, 23. Yeah, 20, that can be like, 20, those are some big decisions for uh, a young person. For a young person, yeah. you know? And, but but there there was a sort of moment where it, it kind of clicked for me when um, I was like, all right, if this is my, if this is my attention, if this is my plan, I've got to take action on it. You know, because I did want to commit myself to her, of course, you know, long term going into marriage, taking that next step. And it was one of the reasons for me to buckle down in my actual career to make sure my finances are OK, to start saving up, to be able to make some of those um, life changes. And um, going back to an earlier point that Fanta had made about us being different religions, that was actually one of the, I guess, um, hurdles for myself in being able to bring myself forward with fully committing to the possibility of marriage. But 
there, but slowly, you know, like as we spend more time with each other, as we discuss spirituality and religion, I began to, I came to a point where I felt like I can trust her with my own spiritual life. And I think that was the moment when I decided, all right, I'm going to start making the necessary and proper moves to be able to propose and make this relationship, you know. So you got a career, not that we got a career because we wanted to be together, but it was part of the steps. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you have to focus on yourself. It's like, you know, when you go on, when you go on a plane and you're about to go on a trip, the first thing they tell you is, you know, make sure you got your oxygen mask on first before you pass it on to, you know, before you help the next person. And I think it's the, the same sort of situation. It's like, you have to make sure like you're good because you know, to, to going into marriage, it's a big deal. And I didn't even realize how big of a deal it was until we actually got married. And I didn't even realized how much growth as a person and as a man um, I had, you know, in me, the possibilities of growth inside me until like marriage. Um, and even still, like when I think, of, when I think in my head about who I am now and the potential of who I can become, in this marriage and outside of it, it's just like, it's mind blowing. Yeah. But wait, to answer the question, cause what, what was the question? We keep forgetting. We're just like going on. A, the question was like, what happened after we graduated? Yes. So after we graduated, you got a, you got a job. Yep. I got a standard. I knew that I wanted to be in healthcare. You knew that you, you graduated, what did you graduate? You graduated with an English degree. Yeah, I graduated with an English degree, but I also knew that I wanted to be in, in healthcare. Yeah, so we started, we both got jobs that were in the field that we wanted to grow in. Yeah. Um, And for me, I knew that I wanted to further my education. You knew that you wanted to further your education. So it was just kind of like a stop for us. Um, So we worked for a year and then I applied to nursing school. Yeah. Um, And you applied to a master's program. Yeah. Um, so he went to school full time for a master's for a couple years, and I went to nursing school for I didn't ex- yeah for like a year and a half, um, and we were long distance at that time. So you, I was in upstate New York, and you were in New York, um, and we were about like three four hours away yeah. from each other. Um, he was working full-time, getting his master's. I was in school full-time, working part-time. Um, and he would come up to visit me. So this was like another example of him like putting in the effort, um, showing um, that he was serious about like the relationship that we're in. Um, so he would travel up to me every two weeks, even in like the snowstorms and everything. Um, he would bring, I remember he would bring me like little snacks and stuff from the city because the food was different. So yeah. I'm from Harlem. <laughs> we're big on chopped cheese. So like he would buy me like a chopped cheese sandwich or like little like nostalgic things from New York City to bring up to me. And he would spend like a few weekends um, with me in the year. And um, yeah, we just kept up with doing that until I graduated you graduated yeah. and then um and i proposed while she was in the nursing, nursing school like right before i was i was going to graduate because yeah. he had gotten serious in his career he was able to save up and yeah he proposed to me like a few months before my graduation it was such a big deal <laughs> that is so sweet yeah and then that moment actually gave us even more motivation to do better in life as well. Cause now we're like, we have to plan a wedding. We have to plan a life together. Like he's serious now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just, I graduated with my degree. I got a nursing job in a New York city hospital. And then that catalyzed my career yeah. and my financial um, 
my financial um what is it? Foundation. Yeah, so. foundation. Um <laughs> And then you graduated with your master's and then you got a job with your degree. Mm -hmm. And then we were able to plan a wedding, get like, and do, I guess the rest is kind of like history. Yeah. Then we were married. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So now I need to know what the engagement story was. How did you propose? Yeah, I think that's, that's that's probably one of our favorite stories to tell. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so the way I proposed is I set up, well, from what Fonta knew, her perspective, I told her we were going on a date. I know she likes charcuterie and wine. So I told her we would be going on a, a boat ride and they're going to offer us, you know, charcuterie, wine, and there's going to be like professional photographers and other people there. So, you know, like dress up nice. We're going to take photos and enjoy like the New York City water and that sort of stuff. And so, you know, she came on board um, and I, I think her friends were telling her like, oh, this might be the day that um, he proposes, but I gave no indication that I actually would. And so we actually did pull up to um, the dock um, and the, the, I guess the captain, you can say, the captain of the, the boat, he was, he was in on it. So he was like, yeah, it looks like it's just going to be us. Um, the other people were supposed to be joining us on the boat ride. They all canceled. So we have the whole entire um, boat for ourselves. And then we were like, wow, that's great. And of course, I'm going with it. And I'm like, that's wonderful. I'm like, are you so excited, babe? And then <laughs> we go on the boat. Um, and then, you know, we're enjoying everything I said. You know, we've got the photographer. You know, we're enjoying everything she likes, the charcuterie, the wine. And, you know, we're just sailing on the water. And then there comes a certain point where the captain, he directs us to like go to the front of the boat. And then, you know, we're at the front of the boat taking photos and we're about to like pass um, the Brooklyn Bridge. So there's the mm-hmm. peak there. And then what I set up was for our family to be on the pier with signs holding, um, will you marry me? Oh God. Yeah, so we're on a boat. We're passing by we, and Fanta is looking off in the distance and she's like, wait, look, babe, I think somebody's getting married. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, babe, that's you. You're getting married. And, you know, I, and then and I give my um, I give my speech and stuff like that. I get down on one knee on this. Rocky, I was shaking. <laughs> yeah. I get down on one knee on this rocky boat. And, <laughs> you know, I ask, will you marry me? And she said, yes, now, forever, and always. <laughs> and then so I remember, dramatic. yeah, right? And I remember in that moment, like, the sun kind of just came through the clouds. It was such, like, a it was a brisk, cold day. But in that moment, everything kind of just warmed up, and the sun came out. And it was beautiful. And then... It felt like a movie, literally. Yeah. <laughs> and as our nerves kind of calmed down, I told her, like, what we're going to do next. We're going to meet up with our family. Except she had no idea that our family was actually the people on the pier. So, I thought we were random people. Yeah. <laughs> so when she found out, she was like, wow, like you got my family like to be a part of this too. And I think that was the first instance of our families getting together. So that was a big deal too. Yeah. So not only like we had the nerves of us just having recently been engaged and gone through everything, you know, that's kind of excitement. But now it's like, all right, our families are together. Too. That was a little stressful. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was beautiful. Oh. It was. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that was really cute and so planned out and so thoughtful. Yeah. How long did it take you? Um, maybe like two, three months to That's put cute. together. Because he had to get me yeah. perfectly at a time where I could come down yeah. from nursing yeah. school. I was like, I never was coming down home because yeah. studying was like crazy. And before that, I asked her family for their blessing yeah. um, just to make sure that, you know, they're, they're cool with it. And one of the beautiful mm -hmm. things about it, too, was I was shocked that he was even able to ask my dad because at the time my dad was actually in Africa for a couple months. So that means he planned it so in advance that he was able to asked my dad before he left to Africa and he recorded it and yeah. actually had a video of him asking my dad for his blessing, which I thought that was like so special because I thought my dad just had no idea he was in Africa and I was going to have to call him and tell him. But the whole time my dad knew everything that was going on. Yeah. Everyone was in on it, which is crazy. Yeah, they did a good job keeping it a secret for yeah. sure. Yeah. Nice. That's so amazing. Ah. All right, so you guys got engaged. You then graduated. What was it like planning a wedding and getting ready for all of that? Wait, I was gonna. Did we ever say how our parents found out? How my parents found out that he was my my boyfriend? Even <laughs> no, I don't think. We oh talked no, about I thought you just told them they found oh, out. No. Uh, no, 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 I told them, but I didn't oh. tell them until after we graduated college. Yeah, so it, they had just known. <laughs> few years yeah but yeah it was only a few years yeah right? so they maybe knew me for about two years before i actually proposed so they didn't know of him at that point but yeah yeah we can move on <laughs> <laughs> engagement all right yeah so wedding planning wedding planning um it was uh, i guess a little different for us both because um i sort of imagined um well we in, in both our cultures they're big on weddings um, but I think mm -hmm. in heart, she might have wanted to do something more low key. I wanted to elope, yeah. yeah. I didn't I didn't want to deal. I didn't want to deal with the meshing, like having to explain the meshing of cultures and religion. Mm -hmm. I already knew if we had a wedding, it was gonna be a lot of explaining and trying to make everything everyone feel comfortable and there were a right. lot of variables so i wanted to elope but for him he said that's not possible like his yeah. family would never go for it and yeah. so my thing was if we're gonna do a wedding if we're not eloping then we have to have the best wedding ever <laughs> so that, like, i just went all out yeah. <laughs> well we went all out yeah, yeah. So, what was it like combining um the christian and muslim um traditions for your wedding it wasn't as hard as I think we imagined. Um, our pastor, also like my very best friend, um, he officiated the wedding. So he mm -hmm. was very careful with his words and, you know, the stance on, you know, also just very similar to us, making sure everyone's comfortable, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. Um, and I think we did a good job just kind of, uh, caring like paying paying close attention to you know everyone's perspective muslim christian um african you know mali and guinean haitian that sort of stuff but the meshing went very well in terms of just i think because we know spirituality was a big part of both of our yeah um cultures and 
And it wasn't something we were trying to avoid. We knew we had Mm -hmm. to talk about it. We knew God was going to be the center of our marriage. God was the center working in our relationship. But we just had to be careful with how we said it. Because like in Islam, we, we believe in God, but... We call him Allah, and I know with Christianity, you have Jesus and yeah. Yeah, God. So we just stuck with the one common denominator, and we spoke, our pastor spoke in terms of God. Um, we went through everything that he was going to say before the wedding happened to make sure that nothing was offensive or swinging in one direction, but that we hit all okay. of the spiritual points that mattered to both families. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, we didn't even, did we... Uh, say that Hans was a pastor? Did we say that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We did. Yeah. But we tried to still tie everything together. So we had him wearing African attire. Yeah. Um, okay. Wasn't He wasn't like holding a Bible or anything like that. It was all very, I guess, like calm in the religion aspect, but it was still very present that yeah. God was a part of the ceremony. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in general, that's kind of what um, me and Fanta hope to be for other people. Um, Because one thing we always say, and we have to like, we have it also engraved inside of our rings is love conquers all. Uh, Because I think, you know, religion and there are so many, there are so many reasons to, um, I guess, keep yourself from choosing to love someone. And, and so like, I think in our hearts is really like, when you really love someone, there's nothing that you can't overcome. And so yeah, like love conquers all. And that was the entire theme for like our our wedding. And then going back into how we were able to kind of integrate each other's cultures. We had the, you know, the attire from her culture. We had the music from both of ours. We had like a live drumming band from hers. And it was just a party. And Even every- the food. Yeah, the had food. Had Asian food, African food. Yeah. And everyone just came to celebrate, celebrate love, especially because they, a lot of the people we invited, they were sort of in part of the journey too, having been there from high school. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. having seen us grow through college. college yeah. So I think for a lot of people, it was special. Yeah, it was like a full circle moment. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So- what was your first year of marriage like? It was good. It was it, fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we were on vacations. Um, I think we had just spent our honeymoon in Bali, you know. Nice. Money. But we had no kids. We had no, we were just having fun together. We finally, it was kind of like a finally moment because we always kind of joked about and even in high school we joked about how we wish we were like neighbors so that we could see each other more often and not have to like commute to see each other and it was like Mm -hmm. it it just felt finally like we could take a breath and live the life we wanted to live because we finished with college we had our careers the the wedding was done and now we could just be in love and live life and so it was just such a fun year um we we did um what did we do we had like friendsgivings that yeah. year we we just lived life young yeah. traveling going out to eat dating each other it was fun it was. <laughs> yeah it was like another honeymoon phase yeah yeah mm-hmm. Aww. Usually with that question, we get one side or the other. Usually it's, it was great, it was fun, or it was super hard. So I'm glad to hear that you guys had fun with your first year of marriage. So how did you guys, how do you guys handle the hard times that came up during your marriage? 
Man, you know, it's well when you when you think about hard times, hard times can come with so many and you know, so many categories, kind of labels. I think there there are definitely like in, in marriage or in any relationship, there are definitely opportunities for growth. Um so it's like when we're thinking about hard times, it's like what are we what are we I guess what hard time are we talking about? Does that make sense? You know? Yeah. Because um it's like so in our relationship, there's I guess like unique personal room for improvement with how we kind of show up in our marriage. And sometimes that can maybe be, you know, if you're not showing up properly, that can be a hard time. But then now there are I guess there's hard times that are circumstantial. Does that make sense? Like we had we've had moments in our marriage where things are thrown at us that we yeah. didn't expect. And then there are also times where it's hard because we make it harder than it has to be. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, they're like different levels. Like marriage okay. can be hard from a personal perspective or it can, it can be hard with what's happening in our own individual lives. And then it can be hard because of what life is throwing at you. So, for example, if you're it's for example, if I'm battling um, like image issues and I really want to get in the gym and it makes and I feel bad with how I am physically, it may come out in the relationship where it kind of changes how we are. Um, mm-hmm. But hardship because we're not connecting because I'm having an internal battle or if someone's looking for a job and they haven't yeah. found a job, that can be another internal battle. Or circumstantial can be like cancer. Cancer. Yeah, being thrown into the mix. And that's something that we totally didn't expect, but we had to adjust and it put a different kind of strain on our relationship. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So, Did yeah, those know, are the kind of, yeah. <laughs> Monta explained it perfectly. Like, like that's that, those sort of things where, you know, there are things you can control and then there are things that you can't control. But what I appreciate about our relationship, and I think it's something that we've carried. Um, in our character throughout the entire time we've been together is that we we um we take time to understand each other mm-hmm. um once once we married i would say our communication skills have improved tremendously mm-hmm. um and that's something that we like we should be really proud of that <laughs> <laughs> like and yeah so you know we we've kind of always been the the two people to make sure we are understanding each other to make sure we're giving each other the proper attention that we might need to make sure we may not be missing anything. And I think that showed up in all these various situations that life has thrown at us. And so um, I'm not sure if you, if you are aware, but it was maybe about two years in of being married when I had a cancer, um, I was diagnosed with cancer. And so that was, I think that was a very difficult time for us because you know. Kind of just knocked us off our our high horse, I would say, because going back to when you asked how was the first year of marriage? Yeah, it was fun. Like we thought we did life and we did life perfectly. And now we're we're married. We, we set it up perfectly. It's going to be a beautiful time together with the love of my life. And then life smacks you. Yeah, it smacks you down to the ground <laughs> and you have to like try to climb back up. And that's what yeah. cancer was for us. It was kind of a wake up call and it forced us to like look at a bunch of like reflect on a bunch of things internally and it made us think of life in a different way. And it also made us look at our marriage and future differently. Yeah. 
And um, yeah, go ahead, because you went through it. So No, I mean, we both, we both went did. through it. We both went through it. But I, I know for certain that all the years we spent together at that point, maybe like, what, 11, 11 10, 11 years or so, it was in some ways preparing no, us for, for that, that moment. difficult moment. Because um, we weren't going, we went through so much where we didn't run in the relationship already that when cancer came, it was just, it was a mass. It's it was a massive hurdle, um, but we knew we were going to attack it head on because in our relationship we've attacked a lot of stuff. We basically had to. I had to fight back to my family, like because I knew I was going to be with someone who was taboo. Um, we had to fight through college, um, a bunch of obstacles, distance. long distance. So when cancer came, it was just another hurdle. It was a crazy hurdle, an yeah. emotional, financial, life, physically. Yeah, demanding hurdle. Um, and also we had to attack a hurdle where we didn't know if we could if we would see anything on the other side, which it was very yeah. real that you potentially was, were gonna lose your life. It was, it was so scary. So very real. Um so I guess going back to cancer and being diagnosed with that, um, Fonta and I we go to the gym and, and everything, you know, we're very, you know, into physical fitness, that sort of thing. So, you know, there was a point the kind of cancer that I was diagnosed with was osteosarcoma, um, which is a bone cancer. And so I was experiencing leg pain. But I was like, why does my why does my leg hurt? Like, why is my knee hurting so much? It's swollen. I can't even flex it any more than, you know, like 90 degrees when I'm walking, I'm limping. So I go to check it out. Um, and they're unsure why it's swollen too, because, you know, there was no- action. You're young, healthy. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's not like I injured myself or anything like that. So they skipped doing an x-ray and they just jumped right into doing an MRI. And then when the results of the MRI come back, it shows like there's some abnormal growth happening um, in my my femur and it's spreading into my knee. And so at that point, you know, she was saying it could be a couple of things like um, lymphoma or uh uh, like a bacterial disease in the bone or you were not cancer, expecting yeah you know and then I have no um history. cancer history of cancer in my family so you know in my mind it's like it can't possibly be cancer or any of these things um but you know they, they do the biopsy and the results come back a couple of well like one or two days later mm -hmm. And our you hearts, know, hearts dropped. Yeah, and our hearts dropped. We found out that it was cancer because you know, for us, it was in that moment a death sentence. Yeah, you know. And I remember just like crying on Fonta's shoulders, just bawling my eyes out in disbelief because, like, what cancer? It just like when you imagine your life, you don't imagine something and, like that. And even still, like it's still right now in this moment, hard for me, having even gone through it, it's hard for me to even imagine like it was even if I died from it, I would have been like, wow, it was I really have cancer. We still do it even occasionally. We'll just be sitting and we're like, did we really just go through that? Yeah. It's, you know? Yeah. It doesn't feel real, but it's very. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, God's grace, we made it through. We made it through chemotherapy. Um, we made it through me losing my, my hair and having to cut off my locks. Um, he lost a ton of weight. Yeah. I was out of work. Like, yeah. it, was, it was just... And I, I, I want to say, like, kudos to Fanta for being so loving, so patient, 
And so caring and kind throughout the entire process and still continuing, you know, in that process, because even now, thank God, you know, I'm, I'm cancer free. Um, but you're still going through it. Yeah, I'm still going still through learning it, how to know, walk. Yeah. Doing physical therapy, getting back to the person that we both knew before cancer and, and all this. Oh, stuff. wow. I'm so happy. Congratulations. Sorry. On being cancer free. That is such a such a hard thing, especially at someone so young. Um, you would have been what in your mid twenties at that time? It's 20, definitely not something. No, you were twenty eight twenty eight, I believe. 28? No. 27, 27. You were twenty seven. No, you I were was, married for I was twenty six turning twenty seven. Okay. Yeah. I was twenty six and then I turned twenty seven like when I had the surgery. Oh, wow. Yeah. So 26. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. See, it still doesn't feel real. <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah, were, are we, what were we talking about? <laughs> it kind of like just stopped everything. <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was an example of the hardship that we face in our marriage. And I think one of the biggest ones. The, yeah. And I think a lot of the small, hardships that we might have faced prior to marriage and then you know earlier in marriage all prepared us for this moment because um you know we knew each other so well i would say we knew each other so well that cancer even cancer changes everything physically um, mentally you had a chemo brain and fog and all of that but because we knew each other so well that moment didn't change who you were for me, it was just nur- nursing you back to health. It was almost like you had a cold. I, yeah. I mean, that's like down downplaying it, but it's like you had a cold. We're going to get through this. Yeah. Like I'm going to get you all the soup. You know, I'm going to make sure um, you sweat it out, whatever you have to do. So I knew we didn't know how long cancer was going to be. We didn't know if he was going to even beat it or anything. But we knew that we God was always yeah. on our side that we loved each other and that we were going to just give it our all. Like yeah. we, we give everything. And so. it's, it's funny that, you know, Fanta says she compared it to cold and um, she said like, it sounds like she's downplaying it. But honestly, I think that just kind of shows not just the, the love that we have, but I think the love that we feel God has for us to bring us through that situation to say like, it's just a cold, like we're going to get past it, you know, because in our minds, I think in our minds, we just have this idea like, man, you know, God loves us. Like what, what, who, if, if God before us, you know, who can be against us there? Like we li- we leave little room for any doubt, negativity, negativity, you know, any dark thoughts, that sort of stuff. Like we throw it out the window. So when we think, of, we always just think about our, you know, intended outcomes. What can we do? What can we yeah. do to get the outcome we want? Let's yeah. not sit in this dark cloud. Let's drive through yeah. it. That's that's how we've yeah. always been. So we always try to go through the thunderstorm and not sit in it. Yeah. 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 Wow. You guys have such a strong story. And it's just amazing to see how you guys went through something that was life-changing for you guys. And you guys are still, you know, getting back to, like you said, like you mentioned, figuring out who you were before, but also figuring out this new you. So what would you say is the best part about marriage? I would would say 
having like living with my best, not having to go through life alone, having a partner, um, to even just bounce ideas off of, to have fun with, to always just have someone like by your side with your best intentions in mind that you don't have to be afraid of being yourself with. It's, it's something that's so freeing about it to be able to completely be yourself, but have someone to share life's joys with. Yeah. So I think it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely agree with that. Fonta and I have something that we talk about. It's like, you know, um, we're both kind of introvert extroverts. And, you know, we feel like sometimes certain situations, social situations, like require a social battery. Um, and, you know, like over time, that battery can drain. But I think one of the things that I appreciate in our relationship is that it doesn't require any social batteries. It doesn't require any shoes for eggshells. You know, like you can just be completely yourself, say what's on your mind let go it's a safe space mm -hmm. emotionally physically mentally spiritually there's no it's like it's a planet fitness judgment it's free. a judgment-free zone <laughs> and i think you know that's that's an absolutely um beautiful thing um the second thing i would say that i really appreciate from you know our marriage is that um having someone who um having a, a strong reason to be a better person because when i think about who i used to be um fanta is a strong reason for me to just be like a better version of myself in every possible way um and just to experience life like to be a friend a best friend to be a husband to be a father to you know just learn to i don't know <laughs> just to be a better person. Like, yeah, that's all I can say. That's all I can say. I, you know, I, I want to say, I guess, you know, like marriage is an opposite, you know, God intends, I, I believe that God intends for us to, you know, be like the highest version of ourselves that we can. And I think, you know, marriage is an avenue to get there because, you know, iron sharpens iron and it, you know, it pushes you to be, mm -hmm. to be better. Yeah. And I guess in some ways to be more, more godly. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That was beautiful. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> so what would you say your everyday in marriage looks like? You know, that's kind of interesting because we actually work opposite shifts. He works, I'm a night owl. I'm a night shift nurse. And he is, um, he works nine to five, Monday through Friday. Um, and I have to work like the weekend sometimes. And then when he's sleeping, I'm awake. So it's kind of weird because when I'm off, even though I only work a couple days a week, when I'm off, I have to flip my schedule. Um, so we're just very intentional with taking advantage of the days when I'm off. Um, and sometimes that means us compromising sleep yeah <laughs> so it might mean he has to stay up a little extra late um even though he has work the next day or i have to force myself to wake up early even though i just um came from work recently um so when we do have the day off together we try like when the weather is nice um to go out to get like get sun walk our dog um together um we also try to cook together yeah um we're big on 
playing games together too. Um, so we have a like game drawer, so we'll we'll play like Uno with each other. We're very competitive too. <laughs> I used to play sports in high school, so I'm super competitive. Um, so we play games with each other. Um, and yeah, we just try to do the same things that we did when we were younger. Yeah. When we first got married too. Um, just getting back, like now getting back to ourselves, we just like to have fun yeah. together. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going on dates. We're now traveling again. Yeah. A lot more than we were before. Before we would travel, but you know, it's a bit more calm. And I feel like we're starting to get back into that, into that kind of exciting type of travel that we both enjoy. Yeah. Cause he can walk now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and we don't have kids yet. So marriage is just, I mean, not saying that it won't be fun with kids, but it's just cool because cancer kind of put a lag in our growth. Well, not in our growth in marriage, but it kind of put a pause on the next step, the next step in marriage. So now we're restarting from year two of marriage, pretty much it feels like. So we still kind of feel like newlyweds. Um, and so we're we're back to that dating each other, having fun and getting to know each other before we go into another phase of life. So, yeah. I love that for (laughs) y'all. Thank you. So what advice would you have for those that are thinking about getting married or even for other married uh, people? What advice? I would say um, the key thing is communication. I would say, and, you know, when we talk about communication, not just, you know, not just the basics of, you know, of course, like listening and, you know, make sure you're actually hearing the person, but like truly like communication, whatever's on your heart, um, letting it out, Um, but also being very mindful to understand that, you know, what's on your heart isn't always What's on your heart, there's a time and place when to let that out too. And there's also like um, the right way to to deliver your feelings. Um, and then going back to communication, um, understanding that it works both ways, like being open to receive what another person is communicating. And don't take anything personal. Yes. Yeah. Because in marriage, you're also your individual person too. So there's other variables going on that's not personal to you. So just being conscious that the other person has feelings and things they're going through and like really hearing them out in all sides. Yeah. 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 Because oftentimes what someone, like if I'm saying something to Fanta, like if I'm communicating something, it's most likely an expression of, you know, all these years of life that I have behind me and all these influences and everything in my mind you know, to to have like these sort of feelings or things that I need to communicate. And so it's like as a, someone, Fanta, who would be the person receiving all of that information, it's like understanding that, you know, I'm a person, I'm a universe pretty much on my own. Like I'm a whole, I'm a plethora of thoughts, of things, of experiences, of ideas. And you have to understand like when someone is sharing what's on their mind and everything they're kind of sharing a projection of all of those things. Yeah. So it's like you have to be as a person receptive, yeah. receptive to it and open to it and just like, yeah, ready to receive it. No judgment. Yeah. yeah. Um. What else? And, and vice versa, of course. So, yeah, also basically being patient. So yeah. communication, patience, 
Um, and languages? Yeah, lo- like love languages, yeah, yeah. for sure. Because people do give and receive um, love differently. And even though you may feel like you're giving love in the way that um, you would want to receive it, the other person may not be understanding the love you're giving because you're not speaking their language. So just understanding um, how you give and receive love can make a world of a difference. Yeah. Because one person may not want to go on dates, but then the other person doesn't feel loved because that's their love language. So it's important to make sure that you're understanding that. Yeah. And something that I'm learning is that the love language can change every day. (laughs) (laughs) You see? So it's like, and that's what I mean, like, you know, with being, you know, communicative yeah is that you have to be very flexible and you have to I guess you got to work on that response time in terms of um you know like you you know it's like a learned lessons apply the lessons but you got to learn the lessons quickly and apply them you know even faster and so it's like whatever you know so it's like if I think finding peace in marriage is um is paying attention yeah you know paying attention to what she might need today paying attention to what she might need tomorrow, anticipating some of those needs. And it's, it might even sound like a, a, a job sometimes because I myself, I'm like, I'm a customer success manager. So sometimes my spiel is like, you know, anticipate pain points and make sure you're receiving the most value out of, you know, our relationship, you know, when I'm talking to customers. And I think that same sort of effort that we put into the job has to, you know, apply to you know, even our marriages. So it's like anticipating what she might need today or tomorrow. And, you know, and she does the same. And, you mm-hmm. know, she, it's worse. Marriage is work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's people. Man. Relationships are work. Yeah. You have to. If you, if you want the prize, you have to work for it. Yeah. Gotta work for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the work is worth it because the work, um, the work works on you and it makes you better. Yeah. That's true. Well, Fanta and Darwin, first of all, we want to say thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your guys' schedule. And I, from listening to you guys, your guys' time together is very special and limited because of your working schedules. So we want to say thank you guys so much for just coming on the podcast and sharing with us your story. And for those that can't, um, because we are an audio-only podcast, I just have to mention that the way that they look at each other when they talk about their story and about each other is so cute. I wish you guys could see it. Like, I just, I love it. But before we let you guys go, we have one last question that we ask all of our guests. And that question is, is marriage worth it? Absolutely. Definitely. I wouldn't be who I am right now. And I know I wouldn't be who... I'm going to be um, mm-hmm. in, in all that greatness without marriage. It's, yeah, it's definitely worth it. Um, it's just, there's something beautiful about, I don't know, trying to tap into, like, there's exponential growth yeah. being married to someone, which is amazing. Life is about wanting to get better, um, wanting to learn new things, like having someone to spend life with just continues to push you to grow in ways that are unimaginable. And it's fun. It's so fun. I would compare it to like exploring. There's this, there's like this place of the unknown and you're kind of just, it's all brand new. 
there's a joy in that yeah Yeah. it's very exciting yeah yeah you know Mm -hmm. yeah it's fun (laughs) it's like when it's like when you're a kid yeah you're so excited about what the next day can bring um you can't wait to go on a field trip yeah it's full of possibilities and I, i think honestly as we get older we might lose that but i think in marriage there's there is that like spark yeah, yeah there's that wow what could what could we become what's what's waiting for us yeah yeah and there you have it it is an absolutely worth it from fanta and darwin <laughs> You can follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at MarriageWorthIt. You can also email us at MarriageWorthIt at gmail.com. I'm Monique. And I'm Janelle. And this has been... Is Marriage Worth It? <laughs>